This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Ignatius does join us on the line now to explain his stance. Good evening to you, Ignatius. Good evening, Tando. Thank you for talking to us this evening. Let's speak about this call and why you've uh, thought it's important uh, to make it at this time. Well, I think um, we need to make sure that our profession remains attractive to the youngsters. Um, and therefore, we need to look at what are the things that are making our profession unattractive, and we need to tackle those. And uh, one of the things that makes the profession unattractive is when the students, uh, potential auditors, read about uh, these uh, uh, corporate scandals that happen in South Africa and you find that there is also uh, implication of auditors. And, you know, people want to live a life of purpose and they look at this as is this what this profession stands for well if there's the case that's no that's not where i want to go to so we need to ensure that we live up to expectations of auditors uh, serving uh, public interest uh, but on the other hand you also have um the the the, the fines that have now been set up which are going to be quite uh, uh, heavy on on auditors now i'm i'm all for people taking responsibility and accountability um but when you when you look at let's say your first and second year partners that are still coming into the profession learning uh, they are the ones that are likely to make technical errors and when you threaten them with fines like 15 million uh, you can imagine this is serious multiples of what their annual earnings are it also becomes unattractive. So we got to look at the, uh, at the broader spectrum to make sure that we get the, the brightest of, of, of the young guys in here because business is, is becoming complex on its own. Just the business models and how you do business is very complex as it is. So you need quite bright sparks to come in here. But not only that, I mean, as you know, um, blockchain technology is there now, AI is there. It just makes life that much more difficult. So you actually do need the cream of the crop that comes out of South African universities to come into the profession and becomes and become auditors. So you want to attract that top talent that will stay, that will see that uh, audit offers a, 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 an alternative to all the others that are there and encourage them uh, uh, to choose them, to, I mean, to choose, uh, to choose the profession. So it is, it is important that we look at all the other aspects that, are, that might be deterring youngsters to come into the profession. Um, and, and I think just, just an example, and, and these are just uh, uh, estimates, not, not exact numbers. When I, when I uh, started at SICA in 2000, there were roughly around 12,000 CAs, all of whom qualified to be auditors if they wanted to, by the way. Um, and there were around 5,000 auditors. Currently, there's over 135 chartered accountants. 
and there's only about 5,000, uh, less than 5,000 auditors. So from 2000 up to now, the number of auditors has become stagnant. And if you look at the average age, I'm sure it's gone very high, very high. And if you look at the number, the average age of chartered accountants uh, at SICA, it's gone down. So people find the chartered accountancy profession as attractive, very much so. Um, and as you know, the chartered accountancy profession has also now been rated number one in the world again. Um, so there, there's a, a lot of people being attracted in there, but very few of them actually choose uh, to remain in the audit profession. Most of them train in the audit profession, but then they leave because other professions with a C, I'm with a CA, are much uh, better professions in terms of how attractive they are to the young chartered accountants. Now, we can't, the, for me, the, the situation is becoming desperate. And, and, and I think as a profession, we really need to, to, to take stock and make sure that we look after this audit profession because otherwise we're going to be in trouble. I must also ask you, Ignatius, then about, uh, you know, why we have seen maybe this deterioration uh, and the lack of, uh, um, I guess, attractiveness for people to stay on as auditors. It isn't, I think, a lack of uh, growth. I think uh, everyone knows that there's actually a very clear growth path uh, when you are in audit and it is something that you can aspire to and even become a partner and really go on to do super well. But there's obviously something going on there within uh, audits per se, where uh, first of all, we have a a bit of a a bunch that is uh, prone to unethical behavior and then those who just aren't willing to stay. Yeah, listen, uh, you know, uh, let me also say that, uh, and I've seen it in throughout my stay at SACA, you know, we've got an overwhelming uh, number of chartered accountants, and I mean in both business and, and, and in auditing. There are men and women of unquestionable uh, integrity and ethics and morals. We, we do, overwhelming uh, majority. However, the, whenever you read about uh, some kind of uh, 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 scandal that happens, it's, it's, it's normally two or three people. Um, I, I mean, I just said earlier on there's, there's over 135,000 uh, uh, chartered accountants in South Africa. But it's normally two or three people out of that 135,000. The problem is those are the ones that make the headlines. Those are the ones that the public know about. Those are the ones where the public now judge us against. Because all the, 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 the chartered accountants and auditors out there that are doing their job on a day-to-day basis, that don't make the news. And there's no need to because they're just doing their job. But the ones that don't make the news, and a lot of people that know very little about the profession, that's all what they know about. You go to them and say, hey, auditors, oh, no, no, don't tell, about, don't tell me about those people, they're crooks. Because that's all what they hear. It's a, it's a very, very, sadly, well, on, on the other hand, uh, thankfully, uh, but, but sadly, it's a very, very small minority of these people that actually cause harm to the reputation of the profession. That's why, in my view, those kind of people that are uh, found to be in fraudulent uh, transactions and fraudulent behavior and unethical behavior outright, 
uh, acting not in the public interest and without integrity. Uh, I, I don't think those are the ones that we should be saying they should be getting 15 million uh, fine. No, they must just go to jail and rot in there. With that said, uh, Ignatius, what we saw is Urba actually coming in uh, with a tougher fines, and I think they worked very hard uh, to get there to ensure that uh, audit firms, as well as auditors who are found guilty of misconduct, then uh, really have a proper, there's proper punitive measures there. Is that not sufficient? No, Tando. Uh, here's, here's my viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Somebody that has actually knowingly find an audit report. Why do you give him a 15 million fine? You say well, he, can, he can pay the fine and then he can go uh, uh, and defraud somebody else uh, in the future. My view is that is a criminal offense and it deserves criminal uh, punishment. So they must go to jail and just sit in there. Now, on the other hand, a, 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 a young auditor, I mean, you, you you may or may not know there's a million of things uh, of things that we need to 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 comply with uh, uh, in our profession mm-hmm. and and it's not unusual for somebody to have a technical slip here and there and to come hard down down hard on them when they've actually issued an audit opinion that is correct that fairly presents the results of the client I don't see what's the point of of coming down heavily on those on, on those people. I'll also ask you uh, then, uh, Ignatius, the issue of tenure and if that at all um, is also compromising uh, the profession or if, uh, you know, what we're seeing at present is uh, as best as it can get, considering how difficult it is to bring on to onboard a new client or to be onboarded as an auditor. You know, uh, this is this is a matter of, uh, in my view, public opinion. Mm. Because, you know, uh, in my previous life when I was at Tech, I was also uh, on the board of the International Federation of Accountants. And at that level, there were uh, research after research, most of them done in, in Europe, in particular in the UK, uh, and by uh, uh, UK uh, university professors and US uh, university professors that have proven that uh, when you rotate or when you change auditors, that is when there's a high chance of a a risk slipping in because the new auditors are still taking time uh, to get up to speed with understanding the systems that the new client uses and the industry, the whatever, all of those kind of things. Whereas when you've been an auditor for five, six, seven years, you actually understand uh, 100% how the, the organization works, how it structures, the governance and everything. And therefore, you are unlikely to make uh, technical uh, uh, errors. But when you've been uh, with a client for a long time, uh, you have the history and, and you know the client and chances of making errors are slim. And then, yes, comes in the issue of independence. And that is, that is why uh, 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 there has be, always been an ad- advocacy for making sure that the audit partners rotate. They don't get too familiar with their client. They don't get too cozy and, 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 and drop their guard. So there's always been an uh, 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 a advocating for audit partners uh, uh, to, ra- to, to rotate. Uh, 
but now it has and I, I, I guess it might just be out of desperation because uh, you know, regulators, the public are throwing their hands in there and says, what can we do to those to these auditors to make sure that they, they stay true to, to, to the course? Notwithstanding the fact that a lot of them actually do. Uh, and it's just, uh, 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 as I said, the, the, the ones that don't actually make the loudest noise in terms of making it uh, to the headlights. So it is something that is now worldwide uh, being accepted i mean except the the the, the uk and the, the the few others where they, they they just ask that you go test the market every five years you don't have to change if you feel like changing you can change but it is not compulsory for you to change you just need to go and see at what the alternatives are and whether you'd like to change um but generally uh, you know around the world is that uh, uh, you need to change auditors to ensure that that independence uh, 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 is kept. I mean, as you know, uh, we, for a while, uh, for a moment, had the uh, uh, audit firm rotation. Legally, as we are, as we stand today, uh, there's no need for audit firm rotation. Uh, it's not It's not legally mandated. Uh, it might be legally mandated, mandated following the right process going forward, but currently it's not. But I do know that a lot of uh, uh, some some audit committees and some clients uh, do believe that they will just carry on with the with the uh, audit firm rotation, whether it's legal or not. Uh, but in that case, not everybody will be will be forced to do it. It'll be a matter of choice. Well, Ignatius, it's been interesting just speaking to you, and I hope we can keep chatting. So I think, uh, you know, uh, safeguarding this profession is important to the integrity of business in this country. I don't think Definitely. we actually have a choice. Thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks, Tando. Fantastic. Oh, wow. That right. was Ignatius Sohula. He is KPMG SACO. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.